Hey guys, it's March, and you're listening to Hola Bichola. Hola Bichola. Casa de Dragons. Welcome back to episode four. Can you believe it? We're a fourth of the way through. (laughs) Well, it opens up. where does it open up? Oh, I know exactly where it opens up. We open up with Ray courting. Finally, we get her, we see her in her element, which is an utter disdain for every candidate that comes up her way. She hates each and every single one of them to the point that she leaves halfway through. She ends her tour in two months. And right before she leaves her last suitor, They ended up getting into a duel where a little man from the Blackwoods ends up killing some other tall man from, he was wearing kind of like a golden cloak. So I would say a gold cloak. No, I'd say so. Anyway, so we're back at the water and this is where the episode immediately starts to get interesting. And it's been about what, like 10 minutes into the episode, but we know it just goes into utter debauchery once we see Damon King Paimon flying over the skies and Rhaenyra sees him on her boat on her way back from wherever she was <laughs> I think she was somewhere maybe like on F-Boy Island or something like that I, I that's my that's my guess so we see Damon flying over the skies and Ray is just so warm and excited and I thought to myself "Mm -mm, don't do it girl that is your uncle cousin we don't do that we do not do that um and so now we're brought to the um king's room the throne room and Damon is walking in and Renera's amongst everyone like, oh my God, who's that? Is, that? is that Damon? Is that Damon? Hail King Damon. And he walks in and he presents himself to the king and he says, hey, so because I kicked ass at the narrow seas with the crab feeders, I've been named king. But I know there's only one true king in this house. And it is you. <laughs> um... And so in that moment, I thought there's no way that Damon is coming here to really give up a crown title. This is a ruse, right? We all smelled a ruse this whole time. So now we're watching Damon basically lure his brother in and get him with his good graces by offering this driftwood and bone crown as if the king's like oh yeah thanks for this crown mate but he falls for it because the the king really has just like such a soft he's a big softy let's be real he's a big nothing but a dreamer softy and he's sitting there accepting his brother welcoming him back and here is ray just she is just uh, i hate to use this word but she is just slipping and sliding (laughs) and um now we have the brothers being all they're they're good again they're happy everyone's happy and so we're back outside 
and the brothers are having a giggle over tapestry or tapestry. And um, Allison reaches out to Ray because Ray says she wants to see the tapestry, but she really just wants to get away from the scene. And Allison is getting closer to her and she sits beside her, like, well, literally close by sitting beside her. And they're having this conversation and you can just tell that Ray wants to slap the shit out of Allison, but she, she can't. And so I'm thinking like, what is Allison up to now? What, what, what is she, what is she, how is she going to get her on a good graces? But then it seems like they're kind of, I think maybe Ray is trying to get Allison on her side a little bit by just recognizing that like, fighting against Allison isn't going to get her anywhere. So maybe she should just befriend her again or, or be easy on her. And so with that, immediately you see them kind of holding hands like, I'm nervous. You're nervous. I miss you. I miss you. Can we be, can we be sister friends, sister, sister, mother, daughter, stepmom, queen, queen, best friends again. And so I thought, Am I warming up to Allison at this point? I was kind of like, well, if Ray's taking her back, well, you know, all right. Well, it's, it's been, what, six years now? <laughs> uh, uh, fine, 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 fine. I'll warm up to Allison. And so now we are at the Red Tree. And it's um, and is Damon and Ray. And they're having a high Valerian conversation. They're just basically talking about the rules of marriage and how it's really just all political it's not nothing about love or passion it's all political and he's trying to get ray to really see a different side to the world and stop being so damn idealistic about everything and i think it works because sure enough we're in we're basically in ray's room and she walks into her room and she sees kind of like a bag and there's a bag with clothes and a little note a little love note that basically shows her how to sneak out of her room in this castle and at first I wasn't sure if it was Damon but I wouldn't put it past him but I just thought like who's creating this adventure for her maybe it's Allison maybe her and Allison finally want to like get out of this prison that they're in in the castle but it turns out it's actually Damon and his he's on his way to ruse <laughs> and he takes her out for a good time and night out on the city and before this happened they were there was a conversation in the small keep between all the king's horses and all the king's men and they were all just talking about how cordless is making him sweat. And let me tell you something, for a man that we haven't seen at this place in this time, in the small council anymore, he is making these men sweat. And so the big, the biggest thing with cordless in this time is that even though he's not in this room, he's being spoken of. And the biggest union that you can have between the two houses or in this kingdom is to bring Valerians together with Targaryens so that the, the whole kingdom can seem strong again. Viserys is 
rain can seem like the old day, the olden days, as they like to say. And so after that conversation happens, we're back with Ray and we're in the city and she's, we're kind of seeing her adventure through like all of these valleys and watching the jesters jest and watching the psychics project, you know, and foretell. And she's just kind of seeing how the night is, how the night in the city really comes alive. And I, I really wish we kind of got a little bit more uh, like a wider angle of that. It was a lot of close-ups, which I'm sure for studio reasons. But I, I would have liked it to see a little bit of more well-rounded idea of what the city looks like at night. But nonetheless, the night is alive. And so she's out there dressed like a little paper boy. And we find her with Damon in a Shakespeare in an alleyway. And, you know, one thing that like Game of Thrones likes to do is foretell this, the story that's coming naturally through these kinds of plays in, um, you know, through like gesturing plays or, you know, actors and actresses. Uh, the the local townsmen's plays but with this one you could really see that the people did like Ray they just weren't necessarily as excited for her as a queen because of you know they're used to their their ways where men are kings they only they're only ruled by kings they're not ruled by queens and so I thought this was actually a good moment for her to kind of get out of her own head and see what the rest of the world wants and how is she supposed to get the love of everyone just kind of like Damien was trying to get her to see and so throughout this whole scene it's like we're seeing people drink and people have like you know have their moments of sexualities and pleasures and we cut to Alicent being um Alicent's audience is being requested by the king and we're seeing this king in his decomposing body you know mate with Alicent and she's in utter just disgust and displeasure but doing it out of the the politics that she has to you know the duties of of being a queen and being married in this you know arranged marriage if you will and then we're back to um (laughs) We're, we're back to the brothel where there's all of these like dark lights and these moments and you know you're thinking will they won't they you know are they gonna kiss are they not gonna kiss are they gonna touch are they just gonna like you know kiss each other's noses or maybe is is Damon going to introduce her to like a woman or introduce her to another man and before we know it they uncle and niece cousins they are just making out taking pants off taking unbuttoning or un you know tying shirts and and for a moment there you really think they're about to take it all the way home you know they're about to get all the way in they're about to hook up but it turns out that you know I guess you could say Damon choked (laughs) he saw that um Ray was too excited and was getting almost like um, he was seeing 
that she was getting pleasure out of it and it wasn't just like torture for her where you know that's Paimon's king his king is seeing you in pain um in utter agony instead she was like yeah I absolutely want this between us which you know that's their vibe I guess um and then he just kind of like stops altogether I mean we were all turned off and I was really glad that someone had to be the adult here and stop this relationship from continuing further before, you know, anyone regretted their decisions. And um, now he's kind of left Ray excited still with like all of this energy and this rush. And this was the perfect time for her to hook up with Christian, who, who she was also building all of this like sexual tension with. And then she, you know, Damon abandons her and who knows where he went. And uh, Ray goes back to her room. And while she's on her way back to her room, we see another little page man follow her, which obviously spy. And she goes back to her room and, you know, basically brings in Christian. And then they're having their whole intimate first time moment for her, you know, umpteenth time for him. But... For someone who's never been with another person, she was taking charge and taking full pleasure in it, which is great. You know, we don't often see women taking charge in this way, not necessarily in Game of Thrones, but just, you know, in general, teenage girls taking charge of their own sexualities. Um, and so to see Ray step into this, I would say it's a really powerful moment for her. And I, I quite enjoyed it. I was kind of like, all right, girl, do your thing and get your man. But I do wonder now how will this affect their relationship? Like, is she going to like stage five him where she wouldn't necessarily have to stage five him because he's already bound to her. But, you know, it's not like you can't stage five enough. I I don't think there's you couldn't stage five more. I, I think there's still room. There's still room to cling even further than what she already is. And so we we find ourselves in the next day and the or kind of in between day and we have the the little white worm I think his name was like the white worm boy he goes and talks to Otto Hightower and he's basically telling Otto Hightower like you know that's all we know and so Otto Hightower was like yes 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 you don't say oh blasphemous you don't say And so he must go tell the news to Viserys, the king, that, you know, your daughter was doing and the king was like, get out of my room. And um, then we find that this little warm boy is actually connected to Missaria, who was Damon's like old little fling. And who knows what tension is going on between them, but I know she's not keeping him captive, but I guess she's there now. She's back at King's Landing. And I don't even understand, like, okay, I know Damon was drinking, but was he really that drunk? Was he that drunk that he's just, like, hung over and just basically crawling all over town? So here we are with the decomposing king, and he's basically talking to Alicent, or 
um, yeah, him and Allison kind of like have a moment. So we have Allison and uh, Queen Allison and Princess Venera. And they're basically talking to one another. And Allison is kind of being very combative and accusatory to Ray. And I'm just like, if you want to get on Ray's good side, I don't think this is the best approach, Queen Allison. I think you're going about this the wrong way. And finally, Ray is defending herself and she's saying, like, I would never hook up with my uncle. That's disgusting. He never touched me. But that was a lie. I think there was a little fondling happening. But, you know, Renera never tells a lie. So we got to go with that. And so we have Allison and Renera really trying to mend their relationship through the guise of this lie. And I'm really hoping, I was really hoping at this time that Allison would start to begin to redeem herself in some way. Like, is she really going to hold it down for Ray? Because this is the time, Allison. This is a time to hold it down for your girl. Finally, we're back with Damon and um, we're back with Damon and King Viserys and King Viserys is like, how could you do this to my daughter? You're disgusting. And I knew it. I, I knew it was a ruse this whole time. His whole, Damon's whole intention was to come and have Renera be disgraced and then try to take her as his own and get the throne. Ugh. I mean, Damon, could you be more see-through? My goodness. You're not even clever. I thought Targaryens were supposed to be clever. Yikes. So next we have the king basically like how I should disown the both of you. And then, you know, Paymon kind of like just sent her to me. And he's like, yeah, you thought I'm definitely not doing that. <clears throat> and so next we find ourselves with Allison and the king. And now, Allison, this is the time where you redeem yourself. You redeem yourself in this time. And she is talking to the king and basically telling him, Ray would never lie. Why? What, what does she have to lie about? I mean, come on, king husband. Like, you must believe me. You must believe your daughter. Not me, your daughter. Al, uh, Ray, your daughter. <laughs> I'm your queen. <laughs> and you know, they're basically exchanging words where, you know, King Viserys is saying, hey, yeah, I mean, I guess Damon does lie a lot. And why should we believe him? And Allison's like, yeah, he lies so much. And, you know, why would Renera lie? Like, why would she do something like that? It's beneath her. And I just want to say thank you, Allison. This is the moment where you truly redeemed yourself. You are holding it down for your girl. Okay, you do support women. <laughs> and there, you know, finally, we have the king and Allison agreeing on one thing. Damon lies and Renera doesn't lie. And so finally, we get Renera and her daddy. And they're in the same room together. And, you know, I'm hoping that Ray understands what her dad is trying to explain to her that in this world the truth does not matter it's perceptions is what matters is the respect it's it's the the balance of being feared and respected at the same time and if you lose that you lose the entire kingdom and so 
you must be able to put, you must be able to think about your perception and put that above your desires, even if it's for your uncle. Disgusting. And so finally, Renair understands that she is the political headache of the entire game in this kingdom for the crown. And so they're almost having, they're, they're playing their own little game where King Viserys is saying to her, you must marry whoever I choose for you. And I've chosen Sir, what's his name? Sir Lenor Velaryon. And she's like, fine, but you got to get rid of your hand because he's a gossipy little bitch and we can't have gossipy little bitches on our table. And I thought, all right, well, well played, well played. Cause I mean, that was really messy about Otto Hightower. Like you're just going to come and tell your king that his daughter was hooking up with her uncle after you just basically pushed your daughter onto him. You're losing sight. You're losing the plot at this point. And so messy little Hightower finds his way alone with the king and the king is like i've seen your plays like you've literally became a hand within a matter of five days from the old king from the old reign and from jaharis's reign you became the hand in five days i lose my wife and then your daughter suddenly is the one who like helps me as soon as i name my daughter the next heir you're already plotting against her and coming up with all of these like messy little tidbits about her? I think not. Thank you for all of your help. Chasse away. It's time for you to go. So he's basically telling him and everybody else in the small council, don't come for my baby. Don't come for my baby. And I, you know what? At this point, I found myself really enjoying decomposing King Viserys. I really appreciated how in this moment he was standing up for his daughter and he's like, you're not going to come and talk that shit. Not here. I won't have it. Before I cut your tongue, I'm just going to take away your title and you can find yourself way back home. You can find your own way back home. (laughs) It's not on the kingdom anymore. It's not on our tap. And so now we're left with who's the new hand? Who will be King Viserys' new hand? And I really think it's going to be Damon. For whatever reason, I think he's, Damon's going to find his, his way back into the kingdom by being the hand. And now it's all like under the Targaryen rule or under the Targaryen power. Again, through the courtship, through the marriage between Sir Laenor and Valar- Sir Velaryon with Rey, maybe Damon being the king this is the best time to look stronger than ever. And then, of course, we end with the sweetest little pro-abortion episode we could ever have. The, um, I forget what they're called, but uh, the ones with the chains who, like, do all of the medicine. Anyway, you know who I'm talking about. He comes in and he's like, drink this tea so that you can be rid of any... Any mistakes you might have had through your adventures, which kind of does work in her favor because she did hook up with someone that night. It just wasn't her uncle. So she still would have had some consequences from her ovulation. Ovulation. <laughs> what is that? I, what do I want to say? From her ovulation. What am I trying to say? Oh my God. 
there is something that I'm trying to say with it. Um, mm. Anyway, you know, he comes and he brings her this little potion and he's basically like saying, it's time for you to, you know, get rid of whatever mistakes could have happened from your pleasure conquest from your first time clouded judgment nights and um yeah I mean I think that's the episode that's basically where we leave it at this time I mean it was a great passion-filled episode I am really excited that only one more year passed this time and not like we didn't jump that many years um, so I kind of like that we're, we're back to just kind of moving slow before we like propel and the next episode, she's definitely going to have been, she might be married and then time would have passed for sure. But other than that, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode with me today. Um, again, if you guys have any more questions, any thoughts, hit me up on hbxpod at gmail. You can find me on hbxpod on Instagram and Ola Vichola on TikTok. Until next time. Adiós.